On paper, you'd think this was going to be one hell of a train wreck. But then you listen, and you realize common sense doesn't have a party, an ideology, a stereotype, or a color. Can we be united again? Stick around, and we'll prove it. This is Doc in the Block. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Doc in the Block. I'm here with the greatest music producer in the world, Big Block Spencer. Believe that, man. This is your boy, Big Block. I'm riding sideways with, with the number one, the best orthopedic surgeon on the planet. What's up, Doc? I'm doing good. We had a great week. Oh, uh, yeah. I see you at the UFC, right? Y'all doing y'all thing, huh? Yeah, I was out there with uh, two of my fighters, yeah. Cody Durden and... Cody, what's up, champ? Sean Gore. Trey, what up? And they both had great wins. Sean got performance of the night. Oh, wow. So that's exciting for yeah. him. And Cody... Cody was going in against an absolute savage they brought yep. in from Brazil. He's a big-time guy who fights in other promotions. And, uh, fighting Brazil, though. Yeah, man. Cody went yeah. out and dominated this guy everywhere. Wow. Stand-up, on the ground. Man, congratulations, uh, Cody. This guy was a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I think Cody's oh. a purple belt in blue jiu-jitsu, but Cody out-jiu-jitsu this wow. guy. He out-fought this guy. Everything was fantastic. We had okay. a good time. And the UFC always puts on an amazing show, yeah. so – uh, it was fun. It was yeah. fun to see the back end of that. Also, Sydney. Yeah. Uh, she's, oh, uh, man. Congratulations, Sydney. She's, <laughs> up in, uh, she's up in Washington, D.C., okay. competing in Nationals Choir, yeah. I think is what it is. Yeah. And uh, she's only in 10th grade, mm -hmm. and she got selected as uh, one kid out of the nation Dang. to do a solo. And, of course, you've been working yeah. with her, and yeah, uh, yeah, obviously yeah, what you've been doing is paying off because yeah. she's killing it, and she's super I it, excited. Man. I love it, man. And then – Malik played in yeah. his first college game this week, yeah, so that you know, was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was talking to Coach Tucker, and um, you know, they trying to you know like 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 pull him back slow to the shoulder. But like I was telling Coach, I was like, "Yo, man, he been practicing for two weeks. Just throw him out there." So I said, <laughs> "No, you know, we got to make sure he's around." And so this week, man, they play Illinois, so hopefully we can get more playing time and you know, so take it back to where he came from. So I was in Vegas yep. and I was texting Block and I was like, all right, is Cody playing tonight? Because <laughs> I was in the hotel and they had the, the Michigan Double Michigan League, State yeah. game on the on the TV. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if he's going to play, I'm going to watch. The whole game I'm watching, every time the defense would come out, I'm looking for number 43 and they had a guy playing safety, 33. Yeah, I kept saying, I was like, no, that's not Malik. Yeah. Was, that guy's kind of a stouter, yeah, shorter looking though. guy. Yeah, yeah. So I kept texting, is he going to play? Yeah, yeah, he's going to yeah. play. He's playing. Man. And then anyway, the whole game ended and, <laughs> and then Block tells me he was playing on special teams and yeah. I wasn't paying attention to that. So it's <laughs> like I watched the whole game looking yeah. to see him and he never came out. But. Yeah, they try to protect the best of the interest, man. So yeah. Like, okay, go ahead, do your thing. Yeah, for those yeah. of you guys who don't know, Malik dislocated his shoulder like in the first – First Start month of practice. Yeah, the first month. Oh. So he had to come back here. We operated on his shoulder. He did yep. great. He's recovered now, and uh, it's took, taken him a little time to recover, but he's ready to get back in there. Yeah, ready, and man. Uh, man, he's a savage. We got great yeah. stuff coming up with Malik uh, down yeah. the road. So today we want to talk about virtue, honesty, integrity, accountability, respect. These mm -hmm. are kind of the things that we've been talking about yeah. over the past shows. And today we really want to talk about virtue. And what, you know, what is virtue? What exactly does it mean to be virtuous? And, you know, virtue is living up to a set of ideals yeah. that are for the good of yourself, for the good of people that are generally yeah. characteristics in people that we find to be positive characteristics yeah. that make you successful in life. And I know yeah. you and me know that to be virtuous yeah. is something that we always set 
set our sights on. Mm-hmm. We know that as flawed human beings, as we all are, we're all yeah, children of God. Happen. We're all sinners. We all fall short. Mm-hmm. Me too. And still today. And, uh, that cup stand you know, on, yep. We call it standing on in the hood. We call you know, you know like when you, when you stand on something, that's a virtue in the hood. Where I'm from on the block. So whenever we set out to do something, be something, we got to stand on it. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the things we talk about when we talk about being virtuous mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, how you develop this, this, uh, this characteristic mm-hmm. of being virtuous, you know, and, you know, part of being virtuous is being honest, yeah. having integrity, you know, mm-hmm. having a code, living up to uh, your word. If you yep. say you're going to do something, you do it. I stand up. Um, that you back people up, that you tell, you know, if you tell somebody you're going to do something, you do yep. it. And they come to know you as somebody that they can count on. Yep. We all know people in our lives, like, you know, you have that person in your life yep. where they say they're going to do something, and you know, they ain't going to do yeah. it. <laughs> and then you have other people in your life where, you know, you know what, yeah. I can always count yeah. on that person. Absolutely. If they said they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And I always want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And actually, sometimes I run into problems when I have other people in my life. Mm-hmm that are putting me in a situation where I'm not able to do what I want to do. You know, what I said I would do, you know what I mean? And sometimes that's my fault too, especially, you know, when you're married or you're in a relationship and you go and you make commitments without talking to your spouse. And then your spouse tells you, Oh no, I don't want you to do that. And it's kind of like, I already said I was going to do that. It's a problem, right? So life is not easy and everybody has their own experiences like that. You're in school. You know, I would always tell my kids like, you know, sometimes, um, life is complicated, you know, and that's, you do what you think you should do in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you always got to reflect. That's why we got to teach our kids at early age, man. You know, and stuff like this, you know, and breaking the law too, you know, when you talk about living in a civil society, you know, you have laws. I don't agree with every law that's out there, Mm -hmm. but if it's a law, it's the law. You know what I mean? And if we're going to have a civil society and we're going to, you know, have a positive society and a Mm -hmm. place that's safe where we can all you know, aspire to reach our dreams and all that kind of stuff. You got to have rules and you got to follow the law. And, um, you know, part of being virtuous is doing that too. And listen, sometimes we have laws that are not, maybe not virtuous, you know, and what do you do? You work through our system to change them, you know, and life is complicated. And that's why we have a podcast like this is because when you're young, you know, you face a lot of new experiences And you don't necessarily know what to do. And the best way to figure stuff out is find somebody who's already been down that road and they can say, hey, when you do it like this, it works out. When you do it like that, it doesn't. So tell me about some time in your life when you were virtuous. Well, well, you know, it's like, you know, you know, like a lot of people when they see me out because I rather do um, clubs. I rather do events that really don't make sense to me. You know, it's like an incident that just happened this weekend. Uh, You know, rest in peace. To take off, it was like, you know, like like me personally, I would never do or hang out in certain in certain places, certain situations, because I understand once things go down, too many people are not gonna stand up on it. They gonna stand on it. So, you know, like that incident happened then, like, you know, you know, he got shot. Nobody know where the sh- shot came from, nobody saying nothing. It's like, you know, I really just stay inside my place. So it's kind of like, you know, nobody going to stand on 10 and tell, tell on nobody when they do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's, it's just, you know, it's just hard to just speak on it, you know, because I understand where I come from. Because where I come from, we don't talk about nothing like that, which, you know, eventually, eventually we got to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Like how you do that without just being uh, being a dry snitch or stuff like that. But, um, man, it was time with me, man, well, 
Um, should I say a lot of times where verses came to, it was like something simple. It's like, okay, you know, um, you have a play to the, play the studio, uh, 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 Mr. Food in the studio. And people would come, come by, they'll take your food in the studio. They were like, okay, if they left it, they didn't want it. So one time I ended up getting something out of the food and I almost got caught. But I stood on 10. I said, man, I took it. Y'all caught me. And, you know, that was, that was the stuff. But I had to come, you know, say, like, like come, come to the humble bowl and say, okay, I did it. But it's like something simple like that. Uh, if you really want to go in more depth of uh, a real situation, um, man. Shit, it's a. Um, okay, go ahead. No, do it. Okay, it's like um, it's like um, so I had a group one time back in 2011, and I let them keep my van, and I said, okay, so it was a situation where I had to kind of like, 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 like drop the group from the label. Cause they was doing like drop the group meaning like like take them off the label and it wasn't really you know they really wasn't doing what they said they'd do like come to the studio performing on time so I kind of like dropped it from the group and one of them had my van so somehow my van got broke into somehow my van got broke into and um, so the insurance people called me and say yo listen it seems like it was an inside job and I was like well I don't really understand by that because you know they. They had my fan, I mean my van, and um, and they had for like 30, 45 days. And one of them came, finally one of them came to me and said, man, um, um, y'all know what happened to the van. This is after I got the check. So I'm like, okay, how can I be real about this situation? Because I don't want to come back on me. So um, they owed me the back end of the check, so I just never accepted the back end of the check, if that's virtuous, if you call that virtuous. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you made a good point a minute ago, too. A lot of times being virtuous means anticipating a bad situation and not yeah. getting in it. You know, you go clubbing at night, and you know, you know, my when I was growing up, you know, my dad used to say anything, nothing good happens yeah. after midnight, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so if, if you're still out of, after midnight, you're just yeah. setting yourself up for yeah. trouble because nothing good happens at mm -hmm. that point. And that, you know, it's kind of a tongue in cheek thing, but it is kind of true, you know, things mm. shut down and everything like that. And so a good way to stay out of trouble is not put yourself in a situation yeah. where you're going to get into trouble. The other thing I would say too is, you know, you're the kind of guy that uh, I was really drawn to from the first yeah. minute I saw you because you are as real as it gets. Yeah. If you're, if you're mad at me about something, you come in, you say it. And yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. I think that's why you and I are such good yeah. friends too, is because yeah. nothing festers with us. Yeah. You know, it's like, we say it right off the bat. Block is the kind of guy who is like, he's there. Yep. If he says we shake hands, we're going to do something. He's calling me up in two minutes. Yep. Let's say, and then a text. Then he's at my house. Hey, yep. you said we were going to do it. Yep. And I really like that about him because we get things yep. done because you're, you know, you're focused on stuff, but you're also like a forgiving guy. You yep. know, like when stuff happens, you're, you know, you're generous with your time oh, and, yeah, man. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But oh, I'll wait. just talk about, you let me use your van. So for people who don't understand, Block's got this killer Sprinter van that's like, uh, I don't even know how you describe it, but it's great. We drove it down to the beach. He let me take my family down there. So I went up to his house to go pick up the van. And it's big, you know, so if you're not used to driving it, it's a little tough. And I'm going on one of these off ramps and the back rear tire scrapes against the curb. I mean, I had his car for like two minutes and I already scraped the hubcap <laughs> and Alyssa was like, did you just scrape the hubcap? And I was like, yep. <laughs> so we go down to the beach and everything. And I came back and I was like, all right, 
I got to tell you, man, I scraped your hubcap <laughs> when I was leaving and Block was like, ah, don't worry about it. But I, I felt good. It's a small thing, yeah. but it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's like, I, I felt better about like, just, you know, Hey man, I'm being honest with you. I yeah, show me about you, man. That's integrity. That's honor and respect. It, exactly. Things, and it's yeah. like, when you demonstrate that with some people, it's like, yeah. it's like, it takes relationships yeah. to the next level. Right. Because, yeah. you know, you just know, like these people are real and these are the people that you want to surround yourself with in life, yeah. you know? And by the same token, when you find people that are dishonest with you all the time yeah. and, you know, they're letting you down yeah. all the time and everything, you know, time maybe you don't surround yourself, you know, with those people. Oh. And, um, you know, when I, when I think about being virtuous too, it's like, what exactly is a virtue, you know? And I just go to books, you know, yeah. they have a great book, uh, by, by a man named Bill Bennett. Okay. Uh, he's been in politics, was a radio personality for a long time. And, yeah. and, uh, I got to know him, um, through, through work and yeah. stuff. And he sent me a book and he wrote a book called the book of virtues. Okay. And I used to read that book. I still read it. Um, and it just talks about the different types of virtues, honesty, integrity, mm -hmm. accountability, uh, and all these things. And, you know, as we've kind of talked about in past, uh, episodes that when you, when you demonstrate these qualities, mm -hmm. it leads to success in your life because it allows you to build relationships it allows people to identify who you are. And so mm -hmm. if you're getting, you know, picked for the team, yep. you know, I, I, I can tell you that uh, in the course of my athletic career, I was always recognized as being the greatest overachiever athlete of all time. Mm -hmm. I've had many coaches say yeah. that to me. And, and I take that with pride because yeah. I wasn't that great of an athlete, but I was the best worker. Yeah. Nobody ever outworked me. And coaches would respect that. And a lot of times I would get the nod because mm -hmm. they're like, no, he's, He's yeah. the guy, yeah. you know, it's like, I know he, when it, when it's on the line, he's going to give everything and you have to earn that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you earn that over a long, you can't just kind of, Hey, I'm going to be honest one time. And then yeah. I'm in, it's like, it's a lifetime of just always trying to do the right thing. And the understanding I teach my kids, this you're on always, always. you know what I mean? Cause you never know when you people are watching you. Yep. You never know when your work is being monitored. Mm -hmm. And because you never know when you're on, that means you're always on. That means even when you're by yourself, you know, you got to do the right thing. Cause if there's one thing I've learned in life, it's the truth always comes out. Yep. You know what I mean? You try to conceal things. People always figure it mm -hmm. out good and bad. Yep. You know what I mean? The other thing too, is looking back on your life. Um, if you cheat, yeah. And you accomplish stuff. Yeah. It just doesn't feel good. It's yeah. like that satisfaction that you think you're going to have down mm -hmm. the road. It's just not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you, when you do all the right yeah. stuff and it comes it. together, it sustains you. You, you know what I mean? I like, uh, I like going to things today yeah. based on, you know, winning the high school state championship yeah. in soccer, you know, winning the, the national championship in, in college and rugby. And, you know, I think about the work that I did and, and the way all that stuff went down. And when I go into do surgeries today, and I find myself in a pressure situation. I think back to that and I, it encourages me that, okay, you can do this. You know how to handle these things. And, you know, I've been talking to Sydney a lot about that. You know, yeah. Sydney's kind of an anxious kid and everything like that. And I'm always telling her like, that's just in you. You yeah. know what I mean? And anxiety doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Anxiety yeah. keeps you focused. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes you awake yeah. and you're into it and it, you know, it, get, it gives you sort of an alertness yeah. that if you're just kind of, ah, I don't care, yeah. you don't have. And so I try to teach her, like, don't be afraid of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Embrace it and then apply it to uh, everything that, you know, you're trying to do. 
So what you think the big time is going to be about? What you think the kids? So how you think we teach these kids about virtues? So, you know, one of the things, it's good. You just brought that up. I was playing golf with Varon yeah. the other day. And, uh, you know, for those of you guys who don't know who Varon Haynes was, he was yeah. big time running back at uh, University of Georgia, mm-hmm. went to the Pitt- Pittsburgh Steelers, won a Super Bowl. And so mm-hmm. he and I are playing golf and, and he and I are about equally bad. Okay. And so when we play together, we enjoy it because we play with a lot of good players all the time, too. So when he and I play, it's kind of fun because we both are not too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're just sitting there and I was just like, man, do you ever think to yourself, man, I won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I am Super Bowl champion. He looks at me and he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's really? like, no, no, I just yeah. don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was just, it's always funny to me how these guys that you think you put up on a pedestal, yeah. they're just regular people, yeah. man. They have the same feelings that we all have, the same thoughts, the same concerns, you know, they, they want to raise their kids, you know, mm-hmm. they want to, you know, they want to get ahead in life or whatever. And I just remember thinking <clears throat> that uh, it doesn't matter if you're a Super Bowl champion yeah. or, or, or you have nothing. Yeah. It's like whatever it is that you're focused on in life, you want to apply these virtues. And, and the thing is, at the end of the day, it's about respect for yourself, yeah. right? We were talking about this the other day. When mm-hmm. you show respect to another person, mm-hmm. I always hear people say, or you know, often hear people say, well, that person doesn't deserve my respect. Yeah. And I'm always, respect is not yeah. about the other person. Respect, respect is about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how you treat other people, yeah. doesn't matter what the other person is. You're, you're showing who you are by the way you respect other people. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Jones one time. You know, you know, just sitting around the studios, studio like with Puff, you know, a lot of big people come by. Grammy Award winners, songwriters. And I used to ask Chris, I'd say, you know, like every chance I get, say, man, teach me something. Like, like talk to the 31-year-old Chris Jones, which which would be me at the time. I was just telling him, just talk to me like he was, you know, like he was, I mean, like, what would you tell the 31-year-old Chris Jones? He told me, he said, man, Block, he say, Every day I wake up, man, I just forget the last day. So, you know, by, you know, so I understand that, you know what I'm saying, just talk to the kids. It's not over just because you're in the position you're in right now. It's not over for you. Just work hard. You know what I'm Put God first. Me personally, I put God first. I just try to get in the next day. I think that's a virtue that I can keep moving. You know what I'm Make me move. Keep me going for the next day. So if I mess up last night or I mess up on a song the day before, I just wake up with a new attitude. You know, say so one of my virtues. You know, say so one the one thing I live on too. The next, the next day always coming to some if you continue. So, like for people who don't know who Block is, uh, he gets up at the crack of dawn. So <laughs> I get up early too a lot. So I'll send him a text and I'll be like, "Are you awake?" And he's like, "Of course." <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of like one of the yeah. things I always tell people that I'm mentoring. You know, medical students and, yeah. and things like that is if something is a saying, yeah. there's a reason that it's a saying. Because yeah. the human race has kind of learned like yeah. that's important. And, you know, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's a classic saying, but it is true. And sort of, you know, being virtuous is is uh, got to be on purpose like anything else yeah. that you do in life, whether, you know, you work out mm-hmm. or, you know, you're trying to lose weight or, yeah. you know, you want to get ready for a test or you want to get a job or something like that. You can't just wake up and let it happen. You got to have a plan. Yeah. And you got to stick to that plan and having, having moral character and having virtue is something that you have to aspire to. You can't just wake up and let it happen. You have to say today, when I get in these situations, I'm going to, I'm going to do the right thing, you know? And, and we kind of talked a little about, I always talk about um, the big one was with that ACL. I know I bring it Mm -hmm. up a lot when I was doing my fellowship 
you know, I'm doing this case. My boss let me do this case mm-hmm. and he left and I'm doing it by myself. And the people in the room are like, man, he never let anybody do the case yeah. by himself like this. And I mean, this is huge. So I'm doing the case and everything. I got to this point and I thought I did made a mistake, yeah. but nobody in the room knew. No. And I was thinking to myself, it crossed my mind, man, I could just not say anything, you know, and <laughs> let everybody still think I'm the greatest guy in the world, you know, yeah. it wouldn't have been good for the patient. Yeah. So my boss comes back in and everybody's like, he's like, how's it going in here? And everybody's like, oh man, he's the greatest surgeon in the world. It's so great and everything. Yeah. And I was like, I think I blew out the back wall. Like, I think yeah. I made a mistake. He's like, all right, hey, don't move. Yeah. He goes out, he washes his hands. He comes back and he takes it from me. And then he kind of looks at everything. He goes, nope, everything's perfect. Yeah. And then we finished the day and then we're in the locker room that night. And he comes up to me and he's like, just, he goes, hey, I just want to let you know what you did today. Carrots, honestly, man. he goes, now I trust you with everything, carrots, uh, you know, all that. And I just remember thinking in such a short period of time, like I went from being terrified to doing the right thing to like, well, that really worked out in my mm-hmm. best interest. And it was one of those experiences where it's like, you know what, when you do the right thing, good things happen to you. You know what I mean? Maybe not in the short run, yep. you know, maybe sometimes uh, you're going to get face consequences, but in the long run, um, people yeah. will respect you, whether it's your coach, mm-hmm. your teacher, your boss, uh, your doctor, your you lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody, people just treat you differently yeah. and they behave differently. And, like when you look at Block's life, he gets up early. He doesn't drink. Smoke. He works out like a savage. Yep. Um, you know, you, Purpose. you know, somebody brings in cookies to the office. Nope. Yep. You just, you're just you like a nail about man. things. And you're, you're maybe the most disciplined yep. person I've ever seen when it comes to music. And I mean, yeah, yeah try to be, I mean, I'm a disciplined guy yep. and he's like cracking the whip on me with like Sydney yeah, and, and big timers and stuff like that. And it's really, it's really a blessing because that's how we move the ball down the field and that's how, how we get stuff done. So what are we doing for Thanksgiving or Christmas, man? We got to give back. So <clears throat> our Big Timers Foundation, yep. our, what our motto is no excuses. No excuses that's kind man. of the thing we're trying to communicate to people is, you know, you wake up in this world and there's obstacles against you and yep. everybody on the planet can be, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get it because of my, my race. I didn't get it because of my gender. I didn't get it because of my, my, my uh, sexual orientation mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I didn't get it because they just don't like short people. I didn't get it because I don't like tall people or whatever. Everybody in the world can say that. Absolutely. And I always say, so what? Excuse you know, when my kids bring that up, so what? Oh, my teacher hates me. So what? That's life. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to let yep. that. You're not quitting the game of life. So you figure out a way around it. You figure out a way to go through somebody or over somebody or around somebody or just earn something from Mm -hmm. them. If they don't respect you, maybe you got to go out of the way and earn that respect somehow. But it's always on you, right? Because you control your destiny. You control your life. Understanding what the virtues of life, those are the things that are going to make you successful. And living up to these virtues will open your door. And that is the one thing I can tell you through experience. You were in prison and yeah, now you're right. a three-time Grammy award-winning music yeah. producer. Nobody gave you anything. Nothing. Right? Nobody gave me nothing. They and only gave me sad stories. You, and you just make <laughs> it happen and now everything you do turns to gold. Yeah, but you know God what I mean? good, man. You know, you know, like, you know, once again, Scott, man, I just learned to just keep moving, keep going. You know what Nobody will give me nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and I had on blinders, like the horses. Blinders. I know what I want. When I focus on it, focus in on it, I keep going. So, yeah, that's the one thing I would note. <clears throat> I would say to people about you is that you are like you are a dog with a bone. Like man. when you got a project going, it's like 
<laughs> and I have learned if I'm going to do a project with Block, you better not be, be half measuring that thing because he's going to be, man, you go into your bedroom at night. He'll be sitting there. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> let's go. So one of the yeah. things we do with these big timers yeah. foundations is um, we're still kind of letting it evolve, but the goal is we want to get middle school age children yeah. exposed to different people, uh, professional football players, music producers, doctors, lawyers, business people. Show them the way. Uh, poli- we got police officers that mm-hmm. are doing fantastic uh, work here in the, uh, what is it? The police athletic uh, league. Pal. Uh, pal Pals. Yep. So there are a lot of people out there that are part of our community. Yep. And one of the things we want to do at Big Timers Foundation is we want to bring together community. One of the things Block always tells me about a lot of underprivileged kids don't have is connections. Absolutely. Right. And we have connections out there, right? Because most of the people we know are generous people. They mm-hmm. want to help. And we just need to kind of create an environment where people can get together and, and, and share what they have. Yeah. And sometimes what they have is a mentorship. Sometimes what they have to share is experience. Sometimes yeah. we can share money, jobs, yeah. uh, things of that nature. And, you know, the goal is really to kind of give people a template to life. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you do it? And, my father used to always tell me, if you want to be successful at something, find somebody who's already done it and yep. do what they do. And that's one of the things that, that I want to be able to do is find these kids. Mm-hmm. And you want to be a music producer? Yep. Go hang out with Big Block Spencer. Right. And I'll on. tell you right off the bat, you better be ready to work. Because, <laughs> I mean, you go to these studios. Block was talking about stealing food. Going to these studios is no joke. <laughs> I have to go take Sydney there sometimes and sit yeah, with her. Man. And it is like eight hours of yeah. just hard work. A man. lot of Dedication. it is... A lot of it is tedious. I yeah. mean, they'll take a song and literally work on every single syllable of yep. every single sound, one syllable, yep. an hour. Mm-hmm. No, again, no, like this. No, yep. again, no, it's not right. You know, and yeah. the frustration and, you know, got to take breaks and. Yeah, man. So and, anybody want to come shadow us, man, y'all come on the big timers. Tell me I can out with the doc. The doc, I see you at work too. You don't play. So you walk around here, bro, <laughs> just, just join everybody. Let's go, let's go, let's move, let's move. So that's another lesson in life I would talk Mm -hmm. about is, uh, you know, you're going to be, my father used to say, you're going to be spending most of the rest of your life at work. So Mm -hmm. you need to find something you love Love. to do. Right. And then you never will be at work because you'd be doing what you love. love. And the most important thing is if you're doing something that you love, nobody's going to be able to outwork you at Right. Because you love it. You're, you know, and I have always found that to be true. And for me, being a, being an orthopedic surgeon, it's not what I am. It's who I am. You know, or it's not who I am. It's what I am. You know, I just am an orthopedic surgeon. So I have people come to my house on the weekends and Mm -hmm. things like that. And they're always apologetic. And I'm like, I I love doing this. You know what I mean? And um, it makes it fun for me. So, you know, yesterday I had nine cases. I didn't finish till till eight o'clock. And, uh, you know, for me, that's that's a good time, you know, but I get home and I'm tired. And um, so. So could you have anybody in the surgery room with you? Absolutely. I mean, I bring I bring people in all okay. the time and mentor them, let them see. Uh, you know, we yeah, always so who want to be a, a doctor, man? Who want to be a surgeon, man? Y'all get with us, man. People always go down yeah. the first sight of blood. Yeah. You know, I did too, and yeah. I like telling those stories about <laughs> when I when I was first in the uh, in the operating room. Yeah. I was uh, working as uh, orderly. I was 22 years old, and I had a summer job working at the Queens Hospital in Hawaii, and they had these two orthopedic surgeons that would come down to the emergency room and. I would get to know them. And I was like, yeah, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon someday. So they brought me into the operating room 
And I'm standing there. They're doing an ankle fracture. Mm. So they made the incision in the skin. Yeah. And I'm standing there. I'm like, this is awesome. And yeah. then they took this thing called a bovie, which is like an electrocautery yeah. to like cut through the tissue. And it's like the sizzling yeah. bacon and that smell. Man, I went right down. They say another slap in my face like, you all right? You all right? I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you went out. And uh, I had another time when I was in, um, it was the first time I ever had to stay up all night mm-hmm. when I was a second year medical student. And there's this guy, I'll never forget his name, Mr. Caterinici. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that's HIPAA compliant uh, right there, but like anyway, that's like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he <laughs> impaled his crotch on a motorcycle okay. on the handlebar. So it went like up into his pelvis. Damn. And, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about it. He had a bandage there. And the, my boss is like, Scott, get in there and change his dressing. I started pulling out that packing. Yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be all like deep up in there. Yeah. It started coming out. The smell got to me. I'd been up all night. Yeah. And man, I fell asleep. I passed out instantly. Oh, wow. Next thing I know, I'm like laying against the wall out in the hallway and somebody's slapping <laughs> my cheek. And I look up at my boss. He's looking down at me in disgust. He's like, yeah. is he all right? And the guy's yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, he walks, he walks away in disgust. But, you know, you get used to yeah. stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think I can get used to that. I, I stand this to you. I let you do that. So... Talking about virtues in the medical industry, tell yeah. me about, um, you know, you had some relationships early on yeah. uh, with some very famous people yeah. and you guys are working in a very competitive industry. Tell me what that was like, because you guys had to have some tough. Uh, yeah, you know, like, you know, like one of the biggest things in the music business, and I said this before, is uh, once you partner up with a big label, they kind of like, they want to meet people that, that, you know, what we call, where we go home and go to sleep. Basically, we've got to watch over you. And that's that's something that they, that they really put their money behind. They want you to come in with well-developed, well-developed talent. They want everything ready to go. Basically, it's kind of like the music business don't turn into now. They want to just jump on a bandwagon and they'll pay for it. And that's, and that's one of the things that I've luckily and blessed to have is, is, is having my, my own ability to, to develop the artists, to work hard on the artists, to get them ready to go. So that's kind of like some real big that I'm on anyway. So that's what they want, want to do, man. They want to basically, you know, say, get you, use you for your talent, and then just put the talent out, and hopefully, you know, they can just see it. But to me, it kind of like turns to one-hit wonders. To, because if you don't, if you just chase a, a hit already and you don't understand the talent and and, and kind of understand the development, it's kind of like cheating the game. You know, so you know say Like you said, you can't cheat the game. It's going to come out. That's why a lot of artists... Or, or or groups trying to be um, one-hit wonders. One-hit wonders are just songs where you get lucky, the work's not there, the development's not there, and you just say it was just one hit. And I think if you if if you understand how to develop a talent and a work of talent, and, um, you'll win all the time. That's why I've been around 25 years. Thank God for that. So it's like it's a process, you yeah, know. Absolutely, just, you you got to build the foundation, and yeah. it takes work. And I see that like with what you've been doing yeah. with Sydney. I mean, she recorded like forty songs yeah. before you guys even thought about yeah, releasing anything. Man. Yeah, and then I always was, you know, Sydney's got a good rangey voice. Yeah. And then I used to ask you, like, a lot of these songs, you don't use her range, and you're telling me because it's a process. Yeah. You got to learn how yeah. to develop your voice at a certain range, yeah. and then you, you got to be able to cover this up. Yep. Because if you if if she go for it, the covenant is not there, it won't sound right. So you work them when you work them. And that's what a lot of labels they understand. Well, with our labor heads, they're not really a music person. They're just a person that got lucky and got in a position. They may 
just just working up on the boss and the boss tight to put him in that position. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's one thing that, you know, when you're dealing with music and, and the music people, you got to get well developed. With, with, get guys that can develop your talent well. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we were talking about like being virtuous. What is the point of being virtuous? And whether you're producing music or whether yeah. you're becoming, you're working in medicine yeah. and dealing with people's health, there's a process there. Mm-hmm. There's a foundation that has to be built through hard work. Yep. There's how you treat the people around you. Yep. And, and these are all difficult things because especially when you're in a pressure filled situation, you know, your worst nature always yep. comes out. And yep. I'm always talked you know, my father used to talk about tough times. Don't test your character. Mm-hmm. Tough times reveal your character. Mm-hmm. And he would look at me and he'd go, how do you want your character to be revealed yep. to the world? And it's a good thing. I say it to myself all the time right now when I have a bad situation and I don't, you know, I have a bad temper, man, and I do not always live up to the person I want to be, but it helps me a ton when I'm in a, in the middle of a situation and I'm feeling like I want to lash out and, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just say to myself, tough times don't test your character. They reveal it. Who do you want to be? And it helps me be better. You know what I mean? It helps me be a better person. And, um, you know, the other thing too is, you were talking about having your confidence be there. And, um, you know, confidence comes from practicing these virtues and knowing that they're going to support you in the end. And if you don't, uh, if you don't work on this on a daily basis, it's not going to happen, you know? So we want to thank you guys for all, uh, joining us at doc in the block. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, with the uh, greatest music producer in the world, big block Spencer. Yeah, man. Y'all know me, man. Big block. I'm with the, Number one orthopedic surgeon in the world, my brother Scott Barber. Thank you for checking in. Yeah, check us out at DocInTheBlock.com for more information. Yeah. We're going to keep talking about virtues and how to be successful in life. Absolutely. Next, next, uh, next podcast, we're going to have a special guest. So tune in to see who that's going to be. We'll catch you all next week. Yes, sir.